We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen for Game Week 24 in the Premier League. We got three games on the slate that we're talking about, and we're finishing up with a team parlay. Chris, you're coming off a successful, what was it, 3-1 weekend in Game Week 23? It's coming off some success, so let's see if you can back it up. Yeah, good, good. It was a get-right week last week. Uh, good to get a couple bets, you know, hitting. Um, we had a tough week though, probably, probably two weeks. So we're back in the mix here. Uh, I forget which bet I missed on the last one, but, uh, hit a couple, I think it might've been a, maybe it was a, the Arsenal Liverpool game, but, uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. And, uh, we got, we got a huge week. We got a little seven, two, one, uh, seven game Saturday, two games Sunday and one game Monday. There's also, it's a huge weekend for, uh, world football we got uh also the afcon final we got the asian cup final um and then on top of that there's i think real madrid plays uh girona and then Bayern leverkusen and uh Bayern munich also so like i mean mm-hmm. if you're if you're a fan of sitting on the couch and watching soccer this weekend could be the weekend for you um you know you so mentioned the super bowl but yeah i mean all right so if you also if you love American football, you know, you got a little something called the old Super Bowl on Sunday. So uh, maybe, uh, you know, get a big coffee started up on Sunday morning for a couple games. Maybe get some takeout. I don't know. Maybe you got a big food spread ready, whatever you got to do. But it's a if you're if you're a big fan of sitting on the couch and watching sports, this could be a good weekend for you. And I are you are you a takeout guy before the day before the Super Bowl? The day before or the day of? The day before you're mentioning takeout, I'm just wondering. I, I feel like I got to fast the day before the Super Bowl, so you know I can eat everything that's available to me at during the Super Bowl. That's a that's a good point. I think I think what you do, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of eating, you know, as frequently as possible, as much as possible. <laughs> so I'm more of like a, maybe mix in a, a little cardio uh, in the morning, and then there you, you know, go. do really some push ups. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Pu- Maybe yeah, more just the the, the calorie burns. I mean, it's not about strength training, you know. I'm just trying to clear space. So yeah. uh, maybe a little fast in the morning, just strictly coffee till about like eleven or noon, and then you're that's good for you. And then and then you, you start to fill it up, and you start to graze. You get a little fat and sassy. Start 
you know, maybe some beers come around later in the day too. So that's kind of the program I'm on. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm solo this weekend. So my, uh, my significant other is gone for the weekend. So this might be like, a, I'm hitting some takeout. I don't know if I will. We'll see. You're definitely not going to be fasting is, is what we'll say. Yeah, no, no. frequent beers, frequent food, <laughs> not a whole lot uh, for me. Uh, for the bets last week, I looked it up. So because, you know, we forgot what we talked about exactly a week ago, but you did have Arsenal first goal. Of oh, course, right. the, the one game we miss, missed on was Manchester United and West Ham because Manchester United got the three goals and the win, except West Ham racked up the shots and racked up the corners. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think I missed so, that by a couple, a few. Just, uh, was it race to five corners? Or uh, you had raced to seven. Seven, okay. And I, I had Manchester United maybe. over 19 shots. Yeah, and they had like seven? or so, It was low. I, I think they – I hope they had more than that. But okay. I don't, you think they had like seven no shots from three maybe. goals? I don't know. 12 yeah, shots right. they got, too. Okay. It was low in the first half, and then they, like, kind of started racking them up in the second half. Unbelievable. What what yeah. a result. What a result. But we got we got other games here we're talking about. We have a relegation battle. We got a game between struggling teams. We got a game between no Michael Olise and, and Eze against – against Chelsea and Monday night football. So we got a couple interesting things. We're actually talking, we're skipping Sunday this week. We got two on Saturday because there's seven games on Saturday and this relegation battle between two promoted sides, Luton town, our home against Sheffield United, Luton town are up to minus minus one thirty, which is a, a pretty, I mean, if we, if we want, uh, we can't look at the numbers before the season because, you know, probably there weren't even numbers before the season. But if, if this game happened before the season, these odds would be, I don't know, maybe we're looking at Luton Town plus 150 to win and Sheffield United plus 180. You got to think it would be much closer. Uh, but we're getting Luton Town minus 130 to win, Sheffield United plus 360. The draw is plus 285. And then we can do over two and a half goals, minus 125, under two and a half goals, plus 100. Luton Town may be, may be one of the more impressive teams, at least over the last month, month or two here. Uh, just got a point at Newcastle, 4-4 four, four was that result. They're still kind of battling above the relegation zone. They are, uh, what are they? They're one point above Everton, who are in 18th place. So not out of the woods yet. Speaking of woods, we we got Nottingham Forest coming up, but Chris, are you are we riding the Luton Town wave here against Sheffield United, who looked incompetent against Aston Villa last weekend? Yeah, two things that that point they got at Newcastle, Luton got was, I think they would consider it a disappointing point. They were up four two, I think, with twenty minutes left or so. Well, Harvey, like they, respect. Harvey Barnes, you don't want to mess with that coming off the no, bench. Definitely not. But yeah, like, I mean, you're up two goals. You, th- you think you're going to pull away a huge three points away from home. Ends up 4-4. I mean, good draw for them. But still, you would, you if you're in that that uh, situation, you'd think that you would be able to grab three points and maybe sit in a bit. But yeah, I mean, other than that, they, they're do- they've been doing well, well outside of that. They beat, I mean, looking back, they played, they didn't play too far. They played on Boxing Day, Sheffield United and Luton Town, and that was uh, 3-2 to Luton Town. Luton was away, so... They faced each other, you know, a little over probably six weeks ago. So they're pretty familiar. 
after since then, um, you know, Luton lost to Chelsea at home. Otherwise, they they drew Burnley. They beat the the doors off Brighton. Uh, that was maybe two weeks, uh, about a month ago. No, uh, two a week ago. We did talk about that game. We both hit that game, whatever yeah. our bets were. If I, could, yeah. if I could read a calendar, that would be good. But that was on January 30th. They won that one 4-0 and then 4-4 recently here against Newcastle. So Luton's been playing great, you know, and good for them. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I, – I think I'm just going to – I wanted to uh, take Luton again here. Sheffield United looked like – I think it was Robbie Earl on uh, NBC's coverage who said after that recent Sheffield game where they were just – they were not great. He said, he's like, there's 20 teams in the Premier League and one team looks like they aren't, they shouldn't be competing here. And that's Sheffield United. So I was, I thought that was pretty damaging after they lost five mil at home. Uh, but I thought about Ludentown money line to start, you know, they're minus 130 at home. You, you, given their form, you, you might consider that. I kind of moved off that. You also have a uh, Luton double chance and over two and a half is another one I considered. That's minus 110. But ultimately, I'm just going to bang on the over two and a half. It's minus 125 um, is what I got this week. But also, if you know, and it took a lot of my being here. I've been trying to go a little bit bigger on these bets and, and try to hit some plus odds more so than the minus odds. I didn't quite have the uh, bravery for that this week. This week, But uh, we've the over three and a half is plus th- 205 in this game, which is kind of intriguing given the things that I just said. I said, you know, Sheffield lost to Aston Villa 5-0 last time out. They lost, they lost to Crystal Palace previous game 3-2. They had a 2-2 draw with West Ham. Um, got you know pretty well worked against Man City. That was 2-0, so didn't hit the over. But And then the match before that was 3-2. So there's been a ton of goals in their games. I already mentioned the amount of goals in Luton um, with a 4-4 and a 4-0 prior to that. So if you really think, you think there's going to be some goals here, um, Think about that over three and a half at plus 205. My biggest concern is can Sheffield United find the back of the net? Um, but, you know, Adam's got his favorite forward in the league here, Oliver, Ollie McBurney. So if you believe in him like Adam does, maybe you take that over. If if he's ready to start, he was yeah, out did, last week with some care. Oh, okay. okay. Did did you look at the Ollie McBurney anytime goal scoring odds in your in your bet, or did that did that come into play? That, that was not in oh, my okay. Oh, that's okay. not in my thinking. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to look back to see what the exact date when Chris Wilder took over because I, I thought right, for was December it right, we're looking. Yeah, wasn't it right before that Liverpool match? Yeah, it was. Okay, they lost 5-0 at Burnley. Yeah. I'm just thinking I thought they kind of turned a corner a little bit for a few games, and you see here they won. They beat Brentford. They Okay, they played Liverpool turned and played at at Chelsea they got but they drew uh 1-1 at Aston Villa so uh, you know I thought they were yeah turned a corner I you know they, they were actually they've taken, they've taken five points total in in like eight games they, since they hired him what do you mean they almost should have won they, a quarter. they well they beat Brentford first off and yeah, they probably should have won at Aston Villa who at the time who had just beat Man City and Arsenal at home and they almost beat Aston Villa at Villa Park. Uh, Aston Villa got a 97th minute goal in that. So yeah, I they've do think you can say turn. They've given up at least two goals in six of their nine matches. No, that's what I'm getting to. They turned a corner for like four matches, and then all of a sudden they fell apart again. Is what I'm saying. Four matches. They five points in eight matches. You know what? I don't think they take they. 
hit another corner, you know, like they, yeah, they, they turned a corner for a few matches. It was the new manager bump. And then they're like, actually this guy kind of sucks. So <laughs> we're going to start losing again. They got to the corner and turned it and ran into a big brick wall. Uh, yeah, there, there's just a bunch of not so pleasant results here for them. <sighs> Who knows how they're going to line up? I mean, after how they looked against Aston Villa, are they going to line up the same way? I don't know. We'll we'll see who's starting here. They, I mean, they added Evo Gerbich from Atletico Madrid's bench, and he picked up a concussion, I think, in his second game. Uh, but he's not going to be ready for this one. It just kind of it's kind of the state of the team, you know. They add a, a secondary goalkeeper from La Liga, and he's automatically their starter. Then he actually gets hurt. Uh, Mason Holgate in his first start with the club five nil, and probably. What are we seeing? The first player ever to uh, five nil starts, five nil losses in in one season with two different uh, team debuts. Because I think he had that with she- uh, Southampton earlier in the season. But I mean, you just can't back Sheffield United in this spot. Maybe maybe this is the bounce back for Sheffield United. But technically, we could be saying that all season. Um, I <laughs> think the one thing bounce back opportunities. We talked about Luton Town ten or so days ago, and we were both on Luton Town playing at home. And before that match, um, Tom Lockyer came out and like basically pumped the crowd up. And maybe they should just do that every home game. Just uh, Lockyer's here. Let's let's pump it. Let's amp everyone up. And they came out and just dominated Brighton from the start in that four 0 win. I mean, maybe you don't need them. Maybe you don't need to use Lockyer in this spot. But either way, um, I'm I am kind of thinking. Some goals similar to you, you have over two and a half goals at minus 125. Um, you know, it could be again, it could be just Luton Town scoring. You may not, not even have to worry about Sheffield United, but I went a little lighter with that. I got a nice little single game parlay, so I got Luton Town money line with over one and a half goals, and that's plus 125 or plus 115 there. So the question is, how much do you like Luton Town to win? Um, and I'll say my bet's better than yours, is what I'll say. What do you think about yeah, that? I, I think, <laughs> I, I'll, frankly, I'll give you the nod for that one. That is, I mean, your numbers are better. You're also playing on the money line, which I, I just didn't get into, but I, I love the money line bet here. I mean, no team in the EPL has has less points away from home than Sheffield. They've taken two points away from home. They've lost nine matches, uh, haven't won a single game away from home this season. So. I think it's smart to take Luton, you know, despite them being, you know, relatively close in the, in the table, obviously. But yeah, I, I am like slight regrets that I don't have a, a money line aspect for Luton in my bet. But uh, I think we were, you know, you've got the over one and a half, which is a pretty safe play in terms of what's going to happen here. I think there's been at least two goals for each team in probably at least the last five matches, if not more. Um, so, yeah. I, I do like your bet more here, um, but I, I'm a little weary of the third goal. I think the two goals should be a problem. Um, you can get a little better if you even go a little safer. Luton Town double chance and over two and a half is minus 110. So if you want a few more, if you're, if you're under the assumption Sheffield United are not going to come out and win, uh, you could throw Luton Town double chance into yours and get a little better odds as well. Um. I was going to say Sheffield United have a negative 21 goal differential in 11 away matches this season, which isn't very good. Granted, they also are negative 19 at home in 12 home matches. So it's yeah, not like I mean, they're good anywhere. So They've given up 28 goals in, in 11 matches away from home. So 
like not 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 very good defensively. Uh, last for a reason is what we'll say. Yes. Yes. Next game, we got the standalone Saturday match, and it's it's pretty intriguing, I'd say. Nottingham Forest are home. They're plus 230 to win. Newcastle are plus 110. The draw is plus 275. Just looking at the odds page over at Roto-Wire, we can see at some point uh, about a week ago, uh, the odds were Newcastle minus 120, and I'm not sure what happened, but they've kind of gone – in Nottingham Forest's favor. So now they're plus 110. Nottingham Forest were plus 300 to win. Now they're plus 230 to win. So a pretty uh, interesting line movement there. Uh, the over two and a half goals is minus 150. Under two and a half is plus 120. These teams also met, I think it was Boxing Day, uh, at the end of December there when Chris Wood had his uh, revenge game hat trick. I want to say Newcastle scored first and then Chris Wood just put it on. And Nottingham Forest won at Newcastle, which was maybe one of the more surprising results of the season, given how well Newcastle play at home this season. So looking at looking at some of these lineups, we don't really have a ton of new things happening. Callum Wilson able to start again because uh, he just returned from his injury, but Anthony Gordon picked up an injury of his own in the process. So I think one of, for one of the first times all season, Anthony Gordon's going to be out. So maybe that's a factor here. But Nottingham Forest getting pretty healthy. Taiwo, the big news would be Taiwo Awani uh, is ready to start again. I think he started last week and his first start in a few months for him. So Nottingham Forest, can they get the win here? Another win. Can Nottingham Forest get six points against Newcastle? Which uh, I don't know would have been would sound crazy if we said that. I don't know before the first match between them. Yeah. No. Totally. I, I my initial reaction was like. How is Nottingham Forest plus 230? Like, I thought it would be closer to maybe like plus 300, plus 350. And initially, when I saw the the money line at home, I mean, Newcastle obviously having a bit of a, you know, they're not as good as they are last season. A big part of that has been due to injuries. They're going to, you mentioned, but they're going to be missing Anthony Gordon. Joel Linton looks like he's out. I mean, their, their marquee signing has been suspended all season. So they're, they're missing some guys. The back line is, you know, it looks like it's pretty much fully fit now. They're still missing Nick Pope with the shoulder injury. So, I mean, they're they're missing a couple guys. Is Isak out too? I don't know if I saw that correctly. Isak's out, yep. Okay, Isak's out. So they're missing probably four to five starters out of their starting 11. Uh, Colin Wilson, you know, obviously good up top. He's been – he was really – had a great season last year. Um, but, yeah, I, I was interested to see that. Nottingham Forest did play in the midweek. They had a FA Cup match. I forget who it was against, but I think it went to penalties – in, Bristol uh, City. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, good. My, like, you know, heart, heartwarming win for them there. But uh, Matt Turner to the hero after, well, he's been having a, a pretty big struggle bus over the last, like, month or so. So, good for him. But, yeah, I was initially like, why the heck is not in Forest? You know, I guess they're, they're still pretty big underdogs, but why aren't they bigger underdogs? But then you look at the table, and we just talked about Sheffield United being one of the worst te- or the worst team away from home in the league. And then you just, you go a couple places down here and, and surprisingly we always talk about how good Newcastle is at home away from home. They've been not good. They, they have eight points in 11 matches away from home. They've won two games and drawn two, and then they've lost seven other games. I did say that, you know, injuries has played a, a big, big part in that and their back line is a little bit better, but I, uh, I initially was like, wow, like 
can we get a double chance bet? I looked at a couple of double chance and over bets for a same game parlay that I think are interesting. Um, so if you wanted to, I'm not going to go that for my bet here, but if you wanted to, you, you can get a, I am Forest double chance and over one and a half. That's minus 120. If you think that you're like, all right, Newcastle's not been great away from home and you want to go a little bit more on the goals, you go not in Forest and double chance. Or I'm sorry, not in Forest double chance and over two and a half at plus 170. I'm going to steer clear of those, although I am intrigued by those. I'm going to take a take a page out of the Adam book here and go on an over five and a half corners bet. It's minus 120. You look at uh, the handy dandy Rotowire cheat sheet. And you can find uh, we have the uh, corners conceded. Sheffield United actually, I, I believe they concede the most amount of corners in the league. Um, that changes a bit when they're at home, so take bear that in mind. Um, I don't think they're ranked quite as high there, but um, yeah, they're conceding a ton of corners. And I do just given that, given the the fact that Newcastle has you know full back line, um, a couple guys, you know, I feel, I, feel, I feel like they'll be able to apply the pressure here and, and get at least six corners, I'm hoping, um, so that this bet will hit. But did, did you consider corners better? Did you go a different direction here? I don't know how many corners I looked at this week. I can't remember. Uh, I just know in the past I've lost multiple Newcastle corner bets this season because they haven't been getting as many as last season. So I think that I just didn't bother looking at it because I didn't want to deal with another Newcastle corners, bet. so that's, that's why right. I didn't consider it. Um, yeah. But I mean, yours makes sense. We, we don't think New- Nottingham Forest are going to have, I don't know, more than 40% possession. Mm. Uh, let's see what they had last game, but I was going to bring up not Newcastle have actually won their last three away matches, uh, which uh, I think deserves a shout just because of, uh, their road their road record for the season is the same as Burnley's, but they just won at Aston Villa. They got the win at Fulham in the FA Cup, and they also won at Sunderland uh, in the FA Cup, which was arguably a pretty big win for them given the derby there. Uh, but let me pull up the uh, this last game here, and yeah. so it was so it was three one. Isak got the goal in the twenty third minute, sixty two percent possession in that one. Uh, 10 corners, 10 corners for them, two for Nottingham Forest. So I think the possession numbers will be the same. I don't know if, you know, Nottingham Forest will be at 3.46 XG (laughs) again like that one. But uh, we saw Dan Byrne get roasted by Benny last game. We'll see how he does against probably Anthony Alanga on that right side for Nottingham Forest there. So I think that is one interesting part where at some point, you know, playing a 6-6 uh, regular center back at left back for, you know, the last two seasons, it comes back to bite you at times. And Agbeni from Lutontown kind of torched Dan Byrne last week. But because of that and because of some of Newcastle struggles away from home and Nottingham Forest, I'm still unsure about their defense and their team in general. I think both these teams can score on the spot. We saw them both score in the first meeting. I'm kind of going heavy here, but I got over three and a half goals at plus 165. I just think both teams are going to be able to score. Nottingham Forest, uh, we know Chris Wood got the hat trick last game, but Awani is is a better player than Chris Wood. They're also pretty healthy. Maybe somewhat worried about guys like Morgan Gibbs-White going 120 minutes on Wednesday. But other than that, I mean, they're starting Omo Bami Dele, who is basically a championship-level center back. And I think that, you know, comes back to to get them at times. And then we throw in Harvey Barnes off the bench available for Newcastle again. So they actually have they actually have a real attacker coming off the bench, which wasn't the case for so long there. So Elmerone, 
Murphy, Calum Wilson now as well. So uh, maybe at least someone off the bench room. So I think there's going to be goals. Uh, you're thinking corners, but do you think do you also think there's going to be goals in this one? Yeah, I mean we we just saw a four four all time classic between Luton and Newcastle, and I mean you mentioned there's been. The last, I guess, the last away match for Newcastle, they, you know, surprising win over uh, Aston Villa, three-one, uh, and then you know a couple other games that have been away too. So yeah, I guess the over three and a half goals is, you know, is it a bridge too far? I'm not quite sure, but uh, it's certainly an interesting bet, and I, I appreciate that you you hit that instead of the two and a half. What the minus one fifty? <laughs> yeah, we can't give out minus one fifty. <laughs> what do you think? I'm an idiot. <laughs> There's going to be four goals, no, no doubt about it. You know, so that's a good, that's a healthy number. I don't know. It might. I'm going to say let's go three three. You know, four four last week. Let's do three three. Uh, we'll do just one two goals lower there. And they, uh, they just bring on Gio Reyna to to burn Dan Burn or what? Uh, yeah, let's say that. You would play on the left, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, really, I mean, anyone can go yeah. on that. I mean, as I, I said. Love- I, I knew Dan Byrne was big, but I looked up his height uh, this week, and uh, and it was just like, man, you got six six left back here. Uh, He's a bigger lad, that's for sure. <laughs> There's not many six six guys in the in the in the EPL either. So yeah, he's got to be like one of I can't think about anyone else who's that that sizable, but. I'm sure there's some goalkeepers that are six eight or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Edward Edward Mendy when he was on Chelsea was at least six six. Maybe yeah, he's playing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, maybe uh, Dan Burns' future. Yeah, um, that's a you know that could be a good trivia question that we'll have to bring up later. Is how many how many six or six five plus players are are in the EPL? That's one thing Rotowire doesn't have. We don't have heights in the stat pages. So that, that part is, uh, we don't have that. So sorry to everyone following RotoWire. We don't have that one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, the next game we're talking about, though, we got Monday Night Football, and this is—is uh, is it exciting? It's—it's uh, it's a game, is what I'll say. And the line movement here between Crystal Palace and Chelsea is—it's going to be one of the bigger line movements that you'll probably see over the course of one week. So, basically, over the past week, we got news. Okay, everyone knows about Michael Elise going on for ten minutes or whatever off the bench, down three 0 last week re-injured his hamstring. So he's out. Eberhecha easy also out with the hamstring injury. So 
one week ago, plus 235 Crystal Palace were to win. They are currently plus 350 to win. That is a pretty big line movement given, you know, one week of time here. Uh, Chelsea, they are currently minus 135 to win. That was a week ago. That was plus 110 to win. Now they are minus 135 to win at Crystal Palace. The draw is at plus 300. Kind of like the draw, actually, a little bit here, plus 300. Uh, over two and a half goals, minus 125. Under two and a half goals, plus 100. So uh, I told you before the show, you you got the square bet. You got the recency bias bet. Uh, it's all about recency bias. Been talking about that a little bit because of the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs looking good in, good in the playoffs. 49ers not looking good. So people are going to, going to the Chiefs. All that recency bias talk. But... Crystal Palace, I did. Like I guess I should mention Mark Gahey, one of their, their top center back. One of their top center backs is also out. So he's out. But Chelsea, they won. They kind of dominated or they at least looked really well, really good at Aston Villa on Wednesday, which surprised me, probably surprised a lot of other people as well. But uh, they got Nkuku back. He did not start midweek. So that's a positive for him starting this one. Uh, Nicholas Jackson started in that one. They're pretty healthy. I mean, they got a pretty big injury list but a lot of these guys it's this isn't like the newcastle injury list this is a lot of backups outside of okay reese james kind of a thing otherwise mostly backups that are injured so they got a pretty good squad here so my question to you chris do you think wednesday's game matters at all do you think they're going to be too cocky because uh, you know they look good in one game how many games this season have chelsea played solid in back-to-back games I, i'm not sure it's been too many this season yeah i mean that's that's fair <laughs> like getting any level of consistency out of chelsea has been you know pretty much impossible i pochettino seemed i mean great great win over aston villa in the fa cup that was away from home i believe in the midweek so that's that certainly helps him but i, I feel like his i was seeing you know a couple sound bites so take that for what it is but uh he seemed especially agitated this week and, you know, maybe feeling the pressure of like, okay, I got a 200 billion, you know, nearly a billion dollar squad here that, that is a, a mid table team. Um, but I will say you mentioned Crystal Palace's injury list. And I had a, I think I had a, a, a you know, Adam, two parts here. Adam called my, my bet before the show, a square bet via Slack. I said, you know, if you're going to, you're going to call my square bet, a, my bet a square bet then at least do it you know chirp me on the show here so let's see what he's got a rebuttal but my my bet is chelsea money line and over one and a half goals it's plus 110 you're getting plus odds something two things to note is chelsea have beaten crystal palace 13 straight matches uh one of those was in the fa cup match so they've beaten them 12 straight matches in in the premier league so that's nothing to scoff at if you think that's a square bet you know fair game but the other part of that is crystal palace are going to be missing you know adam's got to pull up on here on rotoware.com uh, but uh as out michael elise is out i think you mentioned uh they're missing a defender as well like they they two of their two key players in elise and as are out and they account for 11, 11 of their goals. Crystal Crystal Palace has what, like 20-something goals this season? They have 26 goals. So they're missing at least a third of their goals um, from their attacking output. Chelsea, yes, uh, you know, no level of consistency. But, you know, that's nothing. 13 straight wins over a team is, I would call that domination. So 
do you still think it's a square bet that considering you know Chelsea or Crystal Palace is missing their two key players, if not three key players, and Chelsea's domination? Yeah, that's the I think that's the definition here of of square bet because we got the recency bias, we got this line movement. So the squares are looking at the line movement and they're they're taking the the obvious route. So Chelsea Chelsea money line are the obvious route. So that's why it's a square bet. Yeah, but you know, but we're tacking on an easy over one and a half goals to make it a plus plus odds. Easy, bet. easy. All right. All right. I don't know. Is it easy? It's uh, it's Eze. <laughs> easy. Yeah. I, um, I think this is a this is an awesome Roy Hodgson spot because he was. He was absolutely ridiculed for putting in Michael Olise last week a- after halftime. They're down three yeah. nil. Uh, this guy coming back from injury, put him on, got injured 10 minutes later. And, you know, he came on, he was, he was like, you know, the physio said he could go 45 and then it's like, well, why he start if you go 45, there's a lot of questions in that. Um, but I feel like we've seen this, kind of over the years here with Crystal Palace where, okay, some of their best players are out. They just make the game extremely ugly and somehow find a result some way, somehow. Uh, I pull, let me, let me pull up. I think I was thinking similar. Crystal Palace were home against Liverpool. It was the, it was basically the same situation. They're home against Liverpool uh, December 9th. They ended up losing 2-1 in that game. Liverpool needed a 91st minute goal from Harvey Elliott and Salah also got one in the 76th minute. Uh, Mateta got a, got one 57th minute. So I, I want, I, that's yeah. What? It was a penalty. Okay. Got a PK. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of what I want to bring up here. It's like, okay, well, it's it's obvious that okay, Crystal Bells don't have their their best players, so let's just play this Chelsea team who, you know, have been more inconsistent than everyone else in the league. So I think they're this is gonna be I don't know, we could say this with every Crystal Palace game, so maybe it's not gonna be low scoring, but either way, my bet is not related to the over-under. Um, I'm actually going corners here. And my corner, it was, I think, plus 150 maybe earlier in the week. But Crystal Palace raced to five corners, plus 170. So they're at home. Seems like a lot of corners to get without Olise, without Eze in the lineup. But uh, Jordan Ayew is a workhorse in the attack. Um, they also, I mean, they also have a healthy Mateta, healthy Edward. They could actually start both those guys. Um We'll see, but I'm still unsure about, okay, they started uh, Daniel Munoz, newcomer at right back last game. Adam Wharton came on for Gahey uh, last game as well. We could see Chris Richards as a center back. We'll see how that lines out. But, I mean, the good news is, okay, Jefferson Lerma is healthy and available in the midfield. So that's a boost. Pretty much, you know, they have some big injuries, but some key pieces in the midfield are available and IU and Lerma are in there. So I think it, it's still in range that we could see one crystal palace, put up a fight and two, let's hope they get to five corners first. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm maybe doubting my bet a little bit as I'm talking about it here. Um, but I think I kind of like a race to three a little more, but uh, let's just do a race to five plus one seventy. That's fair. I mean, I just can't get over the fact that they're missing, you know, half their attacking 
force here. I mean, Edward's solid, but you've, I mean, in IU, you know, a utility guy through and through, but I just, yeah, I have, I, I could see where the, the, the five corners, I guess it's, it's all going to be on the counter though. I feel like Roy is going to have those boys just like playing, you know, eight at the back and asking Jordan IU to basically chase balls up top. Crystal Palace at 23% possession and two corners in the first half against Liverpool. And then they actually had, they actually finished that game with more corners than Liverpool. They had six corners. Uh, I didn't mention IU also got sent off in the 75th minute. So, I mean, if Crystal Palace can get corners at home against Liverpool down a man for the final 15, 20 minutes, why can't they do that against Chelsea who have plenty of issues of their own, even though they're coming off a win? Let's just see. <laughs> Let's just see. Chris's was single game parlay. He's got Chelsea money line and over one and a half goals. That's plus 110. I got Crystal Palace race to five corners. Let's get into our team. Yeah. Yeah. A quick note before we move to our, our team parlay is this, this show has quickly become uh, edges and shapes in wagers. You know, we've got square bets, we've got, you know, Adam turning a corner. Um, so if you're, I don't know how we can incorporate another shape into this, this last team parlay, but let's see what happens. Uh, what, what's the word for a team parlay? It's not bounce back, uh, getting on the right, getting on the right track. Um, It's the get right parlay. (laughs) Get right parlay. I don't know. You use that for something already. The down bad parlay. I don't know. The down bad parlay. This at this point last year, I gave you the suggestion of just deleting, just stopping our team parlay because it was it was really struggling. Um, at least for the last five weeks, either I've hit one and you hasn't haven't hit one, or you hit one and I haven't hit one. So we're giving good bets. Like we're, you know, if you're taking <laughs> standalone bets, they're good bets, but. Together, so the team parlay. I won't say how much we're down, but uh, we're gonna get we're gonna turn a corner here at some point. All we, all we, let's ride a wave, let's call it ride the, ride the wave. We're gonna both hit a bet at some point in the future, and then we're gonna ride that wave and we're gonna start stringing along two, three, four team parlays in a row. Are we gonna start this week? Maybe, Chris. You're talking about this Tottenham Brighton match. Uh, um, they, they're just getting a lot of guys back here. Tottenham are in, it's crazy all of a sudden how deep Tottenham are. They get Sun back. They have Kulishevsky who didn't start last week. They got Basuma back as well in the midfield. They're suddenly a deep team and they don't have European play to worry about. Uh, so Tottenham home against Brighton, who actually also just lost Joe Pedro. Um, I think they're leading score to a hamstring injury. Yeah, I so I think I had a Tottenham. Well, we talked about the Tottenham Everton game last week. That that hit. I had the over one and a half. You know, Tottenham very attacking side. I was like, that seems like an easy, quite an easy bet to hit. Um, turns out it was. I'm back on Tottenham again this week. I'm like, you know, get, you know, hook it in here and let me let me ride this Tottenham wave. You mentioned how healthy they are, how deep they are. I think the only like potential like player who would you know play a part. Is that is questionable is Giovanni Lo Celso, uh, and he's probably maybe coming off the bench anyways. Um, so they're fully fit. I love what the you know 
I, we saw to start the season, I think they won what, like their first six matches under big Ange. Uh, so we saw what they can do when they're fully fit. And, and uh, you know, obviously here they're it's, you know, de- decent little matchup here. I, you know, I think over, overall, if you wanted to look at goals, you could. But I'm strictly on Tottenham money line here. I think they continue to ride the wave. They've got, you know, when you look at their starting eleven, one of the strongest starting elevens in the Prem. Uh, they're minus one thirty, so uh, just on that cusp of being a, you know, a serviceable bet. So I'm, I'm slamming that. And I, they're at home. Brighton, I think, coming off, a, they're maybe not doing as well. Um, I guess they beat just beat Palace, but. Yeah, I'm all over Tottenham money line here. I think you know you, you see Sun also coming back, maybe coming off the bench. We I didn't even talk about that, but um, yeah, they're they're fully fit. They got a you know front starting eleven is one of the best. So I, I like uh, I like them at home, and you know Brighton a tough side, always set up well, but I, I think that they can pull it out here. Yeah, this is uh, I, I didn't want to look at this match. I think it's kind of kind of hard to project um, that you know the Tottenham got those two goals, but. They finished with less than one XG, and again, Everton racked up XG. They got that late equalizer, but they finished with two point six two in that game. Uh, it was it was a pretty fun game, as we as we said, a pretty fun game to expect in that one. I think this one will be will be interesting, just because Tottenham getting some guys back didn't. I mean, they still had some issues last week. Brighton have been really been at full strength for the majority of the season. Haven't really been playing that well, but uh, yeah, to, I, you know, I'm not going to take Brighton money line. So you know, Tottenham money line makes sense. I'm going with the Aston Villa Manchester United match. I just had to look at the the over under for this one. So over two and a half goals is minus one ninety, and the over three and a half goals is plus one thirty five. My bet is going to be both teams to score no draw plus one hundred five. These teams played about a week month ago. Uh, it was, I think, Aston Villa scored two in the first half, and then Manchester United scored three in the second half and then and won that one. But most relevant here is Aston Villa had a lot of success at home earlier in the season. I think they're coming off a couple losses now. They came off that loss midweek against Chelsea. They came off a loss against whatever team we were just talking about, Newcastle. They lost that Newcastle match. They also have Ezri Kanza out, who is has been starting at right back because he's just a better defender than Matty Cash. Matty Cash starts on Wednesday. They lose. They give up three goals at home against Chelsea. So I think there's, there's for one, there's there's another weakness in the back line here, uh, in addition to a guy like Tyrone Mings being out for the season. But I think there's just going to be goals in this one. And I think neither team's gonna, or one of these teams is going to win. Uh, maybe I lean Aston Villa, but Manchester United are playing well enough that I'm just going to say no draw here instead of picking a side. And I think either one of these teams could win 2-1, 3-2 kind of a thing. Uh, but I, I just think there's going to be goals. We know about Manchester United allowing goals. Aston Villa have been have been having some problems of late. So Aston Villa, Ma- Manchester United, both teams to score no draw is plus 105. Parlay that with Spurs, money line, minus 135. We're getting plus 256 odds. Are you thinking goals in the Villa, Man United match, Chris? Could be. I yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Villa's recent home form, but uh, you know, I, I, I guess they can turn it around here. United all of a sudden like look like it's it's there's you know talk. We were talking about Chelsea being a uh, pretty inconsistent team. Um, Man United fits right in that that narrative as well. Uh, a lot good win for them last week, and they're they're getting great contributions from their their young players. Is a, like Kobe Mino has been really good. Um, Casper is a Holland. 
Holland. How do you say it? The Norwegian, or he's, I guess he's Danish. Norwegian? Rasmus, Rasmus yeah. Hoyland. Yeah, he's been solid. Fine in the back of that. I think he had a goal and assist last weekend. Um, and then Garnacho was good too. So like they've got some young guys starting to contribute, and that's, I mean, that's a, I feel like that's the key of any healthy club. So I don't know. Villa at home, you're so you're expecting goals here and the no draw. I I think Villa, you know, maybe turn it back around here at home. Maybe Unai Emery bounce back right there. So there we go. Uh, team parlay winner coming right at you, Chris. Uh, what do we got? This is the first time in a long time we haven't talked about Liverpool, but they're home against Burnley and Manchester United home against Everton. Who's more likely to drop points, Liverpool or Manchester City? Is City at home or is uh, both both Liverpool and Manchester City are at home? I think I think it's three points for both teams. Honestly, I think City win in the early slate, they go top of the table, um, and then Liverpool plays Burnley. They win again uh they also win and then you know city still still have that uh that game in hand here but uh, yeah i two teams i mean everton i don't know burnley doesn't offer much and neither does everton everton I, there was an interesting stat on uh the athletic podcast about city they've given up i think it's like on their first on an opponent's first shot of the game they've given <laughs> up a goal in like 12 in 12 games this season so crazy All right it's like it, happened, it, it happened on the first opportunity against Brentford this past weekend, uh, where I think it was yeah. who scored. But Malpe. like first, first you shot, you know who game. scored. You know who scored. It was Neil Mape. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly on the Mape bandwagon. I'm, I love <laughs> that guy. He's he's always like riling up opponents and the, the like the Jared fights Kelly in his face, like at at you know turned turned into crap for him because they lost, but I, I love, I love the demeanor he brings to the, to the pitch, but now I think we're going to see both team, both city and Liverpool pick up three points. Chris, the people are wondering, can Liverpool win without Connor Bradley? <laughs> uh, the, the people being yourself or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, he's, he, he might be back this weekend. He's I not. He's oh, not he's back back. again. Damn. Uh, yeah, they're I mean, letting they're letting him they're giving him as much time as possible. So that's fair. Which he, makes uh, sense. Yeah, his his father passed away last week, so I mean, fair game yeah. for him. To, he's a pretty young kid too, so like, you know, good to give give him a little time to figure that out. And obviously, you pop in Trent Alexander Arnold at right back is you know not he's a, okay. He's yeah, he's fine. But yeah, it's got to be a good bounce back for them after they got absolutely cranked at, at Arsenal. Um, Arsenal overran them and looked the better side for pretty much all 90 minutes. So um, it'll be a good bounce back for them. And we'll see who starts in the midfield. Uh, sounds like Tiago played 40 minutes or whatever against Arsenal. And now he's out for the season. So that should be interesting. Uh, it, you know, I love the guy, but might have played his last match for Liverpool. All right, one last thing before we go. I pulled up the height in the Premier League, and this must be like a third, fourth-string Chelsea goalkeeper. Lucas Bergstrom is the tallest player in the league, but basically the tallest player who actually plays is Dan Byrne at 201 centimeters. Um, we got Fraser Forrester, Bayern Deer, Manchester United's backup goalkeeper, Wayne Hennessy, Burnley's yeah. backup goalkeeper, Nick Pope. So we're looking at the next field player, to be within Dan Burns' range uh, is the center back for Fulham, Tosin, Adarabio, Christopher Iger, and then Tyrone Mings. 
uh, are next in line to be to five centimeters shorter than Dan Byrne. So Dan Byrne wins the title for tallest player who actually plays minutes in the Premier League. But you can find Chris at chro and eight on Twitter. I'm at Roto's Drake. Please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Listen to our podcast as well. Let's win some bets. We're gonna get. We're gonna be eight zero at some point this season. We can't say when it will be, but maybe it'll be this weekend. Maybe it'll be this weekend. So let's see. Let's win some bets. Chris, enjoy your your non fasting. Uh, enjoy your your smoking birds and all and all that good stuff. Whatever is happening over there. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Hopefully, you're getting ready for MLS season because we're gonna be cranking yeah. out all this MLS coverage in the future. But thanks, Chris. See you everyone next week. Thanks, Adam. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.